This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, it is Mariner's Pod. Welcome back once again. Thanks for being here as we have a lot to cover in this one, including... Well, a big win last night against Baltimore. Take a look at what comes up the next couple of days. And a fun conversation coming up in this one as we will visit with Everett pitcher Bryce Miller, who's off to a great start this season. So that comes up in just a couple minutes. But let's dive into the game last night, the first game on this road trip, Baltimore, Texas, Houston, after an off day yesterday. And things really got cooking offensively early in the ball game. Julio... What would have been a home run everywhere, maybe even Yellowstone, not in Baltimore. Still drove in the Mariners' first run. The set by Baker and the 0-1 pitch, swinging a drive deep to left field. Hayes going back to the one he tracked, looking up, and this is off the base of the wall. Over to third goes Ty France being waved in. Up with the ball now is Hayes. The throw in is going to be cut off, and it gets on by the shortstop, Mateo, and it's second goes Julio Rodriguez with a double off that tall wall way out there in left field scoring Ty France and the Mariners have a one nothing lead last year it would have been 2 nothing. Mariners get one in the first they got three in the second and they just kept the offense rolling Cal Raleigh's been on a nice run Wow, they're ready with the 0-2 to Cal Raleigh the pitch swung on hit hard left side base hit in the left field scoring is Frazier scoring is Dylan Moore Cal Riley will hold at first with a two-run single, and the Mariners are having a party here. It's 7-0 in Baltimore, third inning. We'll hear from him in just a second. In the meantime, Ty France in the third inning capped what would be an 8-0 lead after three. Here's 1-2 to tie the pitch. Swing and hit the other way. Base hit in the right field. Scoring is Cal Raleigh. And moving to second is Jesse Winker, and the Ty France machine keeps on ticking. Wow, another RBI, his 36th, his second hit tonight, third time on base. So when we have a moment here, it's worth pointing out, we know Ty France has been incredible this season. He's been one of the best hitters in baseball. And to point that out, I was looking at WRC Plus leaders as of this morning, as you listen to this before games start today. And it's remarkable because you look at the top 10, Jose Ramirez, number one, 197. Remember, 100 is average. Number two, Mike Trout, 197. Paul Goldschmidt, number three, 195. Then Aaron Judge at four, 193. J.D. Martinez, five, 183. And then Ty France, number six in baseball, 178. You look at the names behind him, right behind him. Machado, Devers, Betts. Alvarez, number 10. This is a who's who of the best hitters in baseball. Ty France, number six in all of baseball this season. He has just been remarkable this year for the Mariners. And his slash 
seemingly gets better every single day, which at some point becomes impossible. Like, how do you improve on your average and on base every day? 347 average, 420 on base, slugging 508. 300, 400, 500. Just incredible for Ty France. Offense, of course, a big story last night. 10 on the board, 13 hits. It wasn't just that, though. George Kirby was carving. Here's the set, and the one-two to Mullen. Swing, and a miss. Tied him up with a pitch up and in as George Kirby strikes out the side here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Strikeouts five, six, and seven on the night for George Kirby. Six innings of four-hit ball, no runs, one walk, eight punches. He was excellent, and really all three games in Houston, especially the two wins, the first game in Baltimore, not just the wins, the way they have won complete games, certainly pitching, offense, defense, the bullpen. It has all been there for the Mariners in this most recent stretch, hopefully a sign of things to come. Speaking of George Kirby, Here's what he said after the ball game. After that first inning? I just felt comfortable. Uh, just getting on top of my fastball a little better later in the innings. Um, starting to work better counts, not get behind. So I think that definitely helped me getting the sixth inning for sure. I was just going to say, I think that that started flipping around maybe in the third inning, more of those first pitch strikes, which allows you to do a little bit more against those setters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's the name of the game. You just got to get ahead. And I uh, did a good job of uh, putting them out. Uh, my slider tonight, so I was pretty happy with that. And the ability to settle in when the offense goes out there and does what they did in the first few innings, how much more comfortable does that make you? Yeah, uh, a lot. Uh, a lot more confident, a lot more comfortable. Um, allows me to, you know, I can mix it up a little more. Um, and I think me and Cal did a great job today. Uh, just executing, so pretty happy how it went. How long have you dreamed of your first birthday? <laughs> a long time. Uh, this is a pretty awesome moment, and uh, I'll remember it for a while. It's pretty cool. You said you have family here. Who's mm-hmm. in the stands? Uh, my sister came. Uh, I got some my former coaches from Elon, uh, a lot of my Elon teammates, um, some people from Rye, too, came. So it's just great that they're continuing the support. And uh, so far, they've been in every game, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> How big was it to go six I mean, against, you know, them in, in their home park and be able to go deep? And, I mean, obviously you got the run support, but still to be able to go that deep. Yeah, I just I wanted to to go as far as I could, keep the pitch pitch uh, count down and, you know, just attack hitters, and I thought I did a pretty good job of that. And getting some uh, double play balls when, when I needed it, that was also super helpful. Had a few long at bats with Rutschman and eventually yeah. got him out. What was your impression of facing him, kind of rookie against rookie? <laughs> uh, he's good, good hitter. Um, I was trying to beat him inside pretty much the whole time, uh, and he was staying on it for the most part. Uh, I beat him with a couple sliders, but he's got a good approach, so uh, it was a tough battle for sure. And how about Mariners catcher Cal Raleigh after the game? What did you see from George tonight? It looked like with two strikes, he was really able to execute and put guys away. Yeah, he did a great job. He did a good job mixing all night, um, you know, mixing pitches and locations. Uh, you know, it's pretty special when somebody can put a ball, you know, all four corners, uh, any pitch. Um, but he did a really good job tonight. Did he find something? It looked like his fastball command wasn't great early, but it looked like he kind of reeled it in. What did, what did you guys talk about? Yeah, just getting him finished there. You know, he was kind of like working uphill, trying to get him working downhill and, you know, kind of getting that finish on that ball last 10%. And uh, he made a good adjustment, and, you know, hats off to him. How much 
easier is that adjustment for him now that he's had four starts prior to today and, and can know what a big league hitter is going to adjust to? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's different for everybody, you know, the adjustment time. But, you know, he did a great job tonight, um, mixing. And, uh, you know, like I said, after that first inning where it got a little dicey, he came out and uh, he really shut him down after that big inning, which was huge for us. How valuable was it for you and Taylor to get going at 8-9 and help out in the offense as well, getting some big hits? Yeah, I think it's important, you know, for the bottom order to get going. You know, you see the best teams and the teams that win, you know, the bottom of the order, you know, is productive as well, so we, we can't be automatic outs down there. And uh, I thought we did a good job tonight. First to third, huh? First to third. On First to third. Quick speed. <laughs> Sneaky speed. This, this month wasn't exactly what you wanted to begin with, but to win three of the last four, to score 23 runs, and you know not allow the opponent to score more than three. I mean, does it? You feel like you get something going maybe these last four games? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a streaky game. It's yeah. game of runs, and you know you gotta you know take the highs and take the lows and just stay somewhere in the middle. You know we knew we were gonna turn it around eventually, and you know hopefully we can just keep it going and you know stay right where we're at. Kind of helps when all your starters go six or seven and don't allow more than two runs, doesn't it? Yeah, it all starts with starting pitching. It's, it all starts there, and you know we're doing a good job of it. And like I said, just keep passing the torch and let the next guy take it. So. So now the Mariners look for a series win tonight. Keep the roll going as Robbie Ray will take the ball. 405 first pitch. Kyle Bradish will go for Baltimore. Same thing on Thursday. Another night game. Chris Flexen against Jordan Lyles in the final against Baltimore on Thursday. Again, a 405 first pitch. So we'll see if the Mariners can take another series and keep the roll going onto Arlington after this one. In the meantime, Bryce Miller, if you haven't noticed, is having a great start to his Everett season. Eight starts into Everett. one five zero ERA, 42 innings, 56 strikeouts. Opponents batting 167 against him. The pitcher out of Texas A&M has just been excellent so far this year. And we had a chance to catch up with the Mariners minor leaguer. The numbers kind of speak for themselves so far this year, but what's been the key to all the success on the mound? It's been really impressive to watch. I think coming into this year, I just kind of came into it fully focused on believing in my in my pitches and believing in my stuff and just throwing the ball over the plate, and that's been, been the main thing I'm focused on. And whenever I throw the ball over the plate, I, I have the most, most success, and I've, I've been able to do that pretty well so far. So I've, I've been been very happy with it, and... Hopefully, can keep it rolling. Yeah, it's kind of amazing to look at your journey, especially as a starter, because just in relative career time, you haven't spent that long as a starter. When when did you first become a starting pitcher? I didn't really start pitching until my senior year of high school. Um, I, I played outfield and and was a hitter most of my life. And my senior year, I ended up ended up pitching because we needed a guy, and I could always throw pretty pretty hard so uh, I gave it a shot and I started all year that year and uh, did pretty good had had success and then I ended up going going to junior college and was supposed to we thought about playing both ways outfield and pitch but then for long I was just just pitching but I didn't start in college until my it was my senior year or my COVID junior year my second junior year um, that was my my first year starting and so really that was last year, but it was a definitely an adjustment, but like, I, I mean, I started in my high school, my senior year of high school and you know, it, it took, it definitely took a little bit to get back into the swing of it, but 
think I think we're definitely getting there. So the year before I was closing and you know the draft got cut short because of COVID and stuff and with me deciding to go back uh one of the main reasons was so that I could start. We had, we had lost our Friday and our Saturday guy uh the year before to the COVID draft and so there was an opportunity to start and I I figured I could do it um because I I did have four pitches so difficult to use four pitches as a closer and I figured I could do it and I just wanted I had the opportunity to, to show that I could and then that's that's how I ended up here so going back to your high school is it true that you were the unicorns was that your mascot <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> I think I believe we're the only we're the only unicorns in, in the country I believe the true unicorn that's so great so were there unicorns like on your jerseys they said unicorns yeah yeah I think on my Instagram I have a couple pictures from from high school, and it it just says unicorns across our chest. So it's uh, we're we're the mighty fighting fighting unicorns. So pretty intimidating. That's phenomenal. Just relative terms, you haven't been starting for that long. Do you still feel like that you kind of learning every time you go out, even at this point? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think every time I go out and pitch, I definitely learn more about about pitching and still have a long ways to go but it's definitely starting to come along i'm i'm getting way more comfortable with it you know in college i always for some reason last year in college as a starter i always had an issue getting past the third inning my third inning would would always i'd end up walking a guy or two and giving up a hit or two but now i really haven't had much issue this year so i think just being healthy and doing it for for another year has, has helped a lot and i've learned more about how to how to pace myself and not not to get too worn out and and all that so there's definitely still more still more that i need to learn and stuff but it's it's definitely coming along there's a video that i think caught everyone's attention in the offseason where you threw a hundred in a bullpen the first obvious question is what is it like to throw a hundred miles per hour <laughs> uh i mean it's always been that was always a goal of mine ever since Junior, in junior college, I, I got up to 96, and so ever since then, for about the last four years, I've been trying to trying to get up to triple digits, and I finally did. So it's definitely exciting. But it'd be a little different if I was like if I was closing this year. I think it'd be different just because I could come in and just absolutely let it eat. Mm. But as a starter, you know, I plan on going five, six, seven innings. I got to kind of tone it back. I can't I can't get too uh, too velo happy. So. In the games, I try to try to kind of let it go, and that way I can I can be good for the whole game. For people that have never seen you pitch, how would you describe yourself to them on the mound? A lot of a lot of fastballs. The fastball heavy. Um, the fastball has a lot of ride. Off the fastball, I have two sliders that I'm throwing now. Uh, I got rid of my curveball, so I'm going a gyro slider, which is kind of like a cutter that I'm, is usually like 88 to 90. Mm. And then I have a sweeping slider that's 82, 85 um, that I've, I just picked up like four weeks ago, and I've gotten extremely comfortable with it. And then off those three, I have a changeup that I mix in um, here and there. But my out pitch is going to be a fastball up, and if not off that, then it's going to be a slider down and away. So coming at you with with uh, with all of it and trusting my stuff and that's been what I've been going with this year. So hit my spots and I, I should be in good, good shape. I'm always fascinated when new pitches are picked up along the way 
how did that process work for you, finding the new slider? Uh, honestly, whenever Matt Brash debuted, I was watching, I was watching him throw, and I was like, "Geez, that his slider moves so much," and I was like, "I feel like I could do that." And um, I I know how he how he threw it. I'd seen a video on his grip and stuff, and I kind of I kind of tweaked it a little bit. And uh, the next day, I just went out and I changed my grip a little bit and started throwing it, and it just worked. So I've been able to ride with that, and every every uh, every week I've gotten better with it. So it's definitely I'm definitely happy I was I was I decided to do that because it's become a a huge pitch for me. Nice. How much did Texas A&M, pitching at Texas A&M, help you where you are now, pitching professionally? How much did that help get you where you are? You know, I, I definitely would not be here without A&M and without Coach Childress and, you know, everybody that everybody that helped me along the way. But I think those three years at A&M helped me develop. And, um, you know, I was extremely raw coming out of coming out of junior college and was pretty much, pretty much fastball only. I had a slider that I was playing with, but through those years at A&M, I was just able to, you know, continue to gain velocity, get stronger, and, you know, trust more in my pitches. And I also, I never really pictured myself playing at A&M in high school and going up there and having success and throwing in the SEC was uh, definitely something that made me realize that I I definitely had a future in professional baseball. So A&M was a huge part of my success and forever grateful for it. Do you have a favorite moment in college? Uh, I usually go with, I came in my sophomore year and through the eighth inning um, against Texas in Austin. And that game was, was wild, but that was probably one of my favorite moments, just being a part of the rivalry. And it was a sellout. I think they had like their second or their highest uh, attendance of a midweek game there that day. And it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Came in in the eighth and, and through, and we ended up winning the game. So it was, I'd have to go with that. Just, it's always a good time throwing against Texas, especially when you win. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. (laughs) What was it like playing baseball growing up as a kid in Texas? We did a lot of traveling, played a lot of, a lot of weekends in the heat, but you know, it was just a lot of fun playing around with all my buddies and uh, just having a good time, but definitely hot and humid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no doubt did you have favorites growing up favorite team favorite players yeah i always grew up kind of astros fan the uh the high school down the street from me they had lance berkman went to that high school so he was probably one of my favorite players growing up but these days i watch more of like walker bueller he's been a guy that i've watched since he got out of andy mm. but um yeah i, I kind of shifted to to a pitcher being my favorite now because I actually pitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you ever have any, I don't know, desire to hop back in the box and hit once in a while? Does that ever enter your mind? Yeah, I want to. I, they don't ever let me though. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be fun to go take some swings, but they won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So when I see your profile pictures, I, I see the mustache. Are you? I assume you're still rocking the mustache. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still rocking it. Nice. Is there a story behind it, or is it just a great look? <laughs> no, it's just it's. I started it in college, and I just rode with it. I feel like i got to keep it now. I don't yeah. even know. I'm so weird without it. Well, looking at the numbers, I feel like you have to keep doing whatever you're doing, including the mustache. I think that's the right <laughs> approach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there was 
if I get into a slump or something, I'll have to switch it up, I guess. But right now we're rolling. So, you know, it's interesting spending time in Everett, you know, so close to the big league club, pretty short drive. I mean, you're in the same media market. I mean, how aware are you just what's happening with the organization? You know, when Kirby makes his debut, watching that, just how aware being so close are you to everything Mariners? It's definitely cool, you know, getting to see the city and all that. I've I've never been anywhere close to up here before um, about a couple months ago. But I keep up with the, with the big league team quite a bit, just mainly because I got to know a lot of those guys through spring training and all that. So it's it's cool to see them get up there and Kirby get up there and have have success and throw. But um, also because you know that's, that's where I want to be, so I keep up with them and try to compare myself to the to the guys that are throwing right now. So it's it's uh, it's definitely cool. I haven't made it out to a game yet, but I need to. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. No doubt. When you think about the rest of the season, what's kind of your goal? What do you want to accomplish the rest of this season? My main goal, you know, I think we're creeping up on the halfway mark. So if I can continue to have success, continue to trust my stuff, and, you know, get through the season healthy, this season I'll – will be the most innings I've thrown, you know, by far mm. in a year. So if, you know, that's my main goal is just stay healthy throughout the year and continue trusting in my stuff. And I believe, I mean, I'll, I'll continue to have success as long as I do. So that's the main thing. Get through the year healthy and, and see where it takes me. How much do you enjoy starting compared to bullpen? I definitely enjoy starting just because it's, you know, I get, get on a routine and I'm able to, I know what day I'm going to throw and I know what I need to do to prepare. Whereas closing or or bullpen, it's like, I got to be ready to go every day Mm -hmm. and never really know if I'm going to throw or not. But on the other side of that starting, you know, I only only get to play once a week. So (laughs) it's not, not as fun. And, and out of the bullpen, less pitches means I could let it eat a little more, but I've definitely grown to like starting a lot. So I'm, I'm glad to be starting, but I think if I was just going one inning, I could definitely blow it by some people. But Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's lay out this scenario. You've got an off day, no baseball. You can do anything you want. What are you doing on an off day? Uh, I drug my clubs all the way up here um, from Texas, so I, I got to go, go try out some golf. I'm not not the best golfer, but I feel like I have to since I brought my clubs all the way up here. I'm guessing a yeah. weather. I guess you've had a weather adjustment with golf and baseball, Texas compared to the Northwest. Yeah, usually it's like going out there to go golfing right now in Texas. It's like fighting the heat, gonna drink a bunch of water. <laughs> but here it's like, I mean, on a good day, the weather's nice and get to actually enjoy it. You know, coming from Phoenix, the weather was nice this winter, but yeah, um, I don't know if I'd want to want to golf much in the summer in phoenix be 120 have a heat stroke (laughs) (laughs) that's right well bryce thank you so much for taking the time today and congrats on all the success it's been super fun to watch everything you've done from afar and we'll keep watching and more success congratulations we can't wait to talk again thank you yes sir i appreciate your time thanks for having me okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.